she's landed Angelo uh, at the base of the wall of limitations, uh, changing my instrument, mathematics, music theory, important essays, literature, and other perplexing subjects. Uh, four foot five firefighter. Love that. A work ethic for learning and the struggle to understand. Uh, okay, these are on my mind right now. Uh, at the base of a wall of limitations. <clears throat> I have been encountering a wall of my own limitations lately. Uh, and it, for once, it has nothing to do with my autistic practice. Can you believe that? Because I might have a lot to say about limitations in terms of autistic practice, but I'm not talking about that this time. This time I'm talking about something else, something even more kind of frustrating than the autistic challenge of being creative. Because I think drawing and painting and and creative pursuits like that, visual arts, uh, have uh, flexibility in them in terms of how you approach them and and, and the... uh, the kind of learning that you're doing, the kind of studying that you do uh, in order to do one of those things, uh, uh, visual arts in general, is, is a little bit, uh, it's all over the place a little bit. So there are, there are uh, givens that you have to learn. There are the, uh, <clears throat> the basic fundamentals of understanding how to draw and uh, art theory and all that stuff. But at some point, uh, the practice of it becomes more important than the learning of it. Uh, I talked myself out of my own argument right now. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm okay, but this time I'm not talking about visual art. I'm encountering a limitation in terms of my learning uh, because of things that I'm studying recently. And I, I always have been studying. I'm always studying, and I'm always trying to expand something about myself. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not. I'm not necessarily trying to get quote unquote smarter. I'm trying to get maybe richer in a way uh, to enrich my experience uh, or something or answer questions or find the right questions to ask etc etc I'm I'm a little bit philosophical about that but whatever I'm I'm, I'm at a point where I'm trying to learn something new and I'm encountering a limitation that I've experienced in the past and and it usually has to do with sort of mm, very technical logistical sort of things so here's what I'm doing. I'm trying to learn... Uh, okay. Anyway, that's what I'm talking about. I'm reaching a limitation in terms of my ability to learn and understand something. Okay? So there's a wall there that I'm encountering. And I'm at the base of this wall. And I'm looking up at this wall. And I'm trying to climb it or whatever like a... Uh, like G.I. Jane. I'm trying to scale that wall. But I can't... I don't know. I, I can't get a get a foothold or whatever, and, and, and I'm not making my way up the wall very far, and I keep falling down, and it's just like boot camp. And if you can't make it over the wall, private, you're gonna die in the war, or whatever it is. And everybody's gonna at night they're gonna roll up their soap in their socks and beat me until I'm. <laughs> Am I mixing my movies? I'm mixing my movies. Okay. uh... Anyway, there's a wall there that I'm hitting. It's of, of limitations in terms of my learning, my ability to learn, and my ability to grasp something, right? And I could go very far and give myself a bunch of 
a, a ration of crap about it, like I'm not smart enough and I'm not, uh, I don't know. But but the truth is we've all got our limitations. There's a wall we're going to hit in, all the time in life. And, and whether or not you can scale that wall, I'm not sure if it's really up to you at some point. And I'm not giving up, but I'm encountering the difficulty of, 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 of uh, you know, sort of uh, assessing this wall. And I've assessed this wall many times in different subjects. The subject at this point has to do with, with my instrument. I'm trying to learn how to play an instrument, a musical instrument, okay? And uh, I am, you know, a grown-ass man trying to learn how to do something children usually do. It, all right, it's not that, but that's not fair. This, it's, it's different. So I'm changing my instrument. I changed my instrument recently that I've been trying to learn. I've been trying to learn to play the violin. And I changed it because I injured my, uh, my left hand. Uh, really, tendonitis. Anybody who's ever had that, the tennis elbow thing. I got a, I got a tendon, yeah. I pulled some weird thing in my elbow by doing something weird with my hand. And David, doing something weird with your hand is what they should call playing the violin. <laughs> they should just call it that. Doing weird things with your hands and trying not to hurt yourself. It's so lame that you could hurt yourself doing something like that. It's very upsetting. It's, it's so... And it's all about tension. I'm tense and I can't... And, and when I get frustrated, I get even more tense. And, you know, there's a catch or a... Uh, what, what is it? What am I trying to say? It just keeps getting worse and worse. It, the more tense you get, the more uh, difficult it is to be relaxed and to do the pose, the, the proper uh, technique without uh, straining tendons and whatever. And so I've injured my elbow and I've been recouping. And in the time I've been recouping from playing the violin, I changed the instrument. I changed it to a mandolin. And a mandolin is a renaissance instrument that's tuned exactly the same way as a violin. But it's strummed like a guitar. It's a teeny little guitar that's tuned like a violin. And uh, because it's small, the fingering technique is very similar on the left hand, except you hold it in a different angle and then you can't hurt yourself so much. Such was my theory anyway. We'll see about that. I've been playing a mandolin for probably a couple months now. Uh, and it's more fun. I gotta admit it, it's more fun. Because it's not so much pressure, I don't know. Some about the violin is very technical, and it's hard to, to do that. What's the point? Changing the instrument meant something to me. It, was, it had significance because it involved me hitting a wall of limitations. And, and whenever I do that and I make some sort of compromise, and, and again, I didn't quit playing music. I just made a compromise that I felt like I needed to make so that I could recoup my elbow. But it felt like quitting. It felt a little bit like quitting. So I gave myself a heavy ration of crap about that. Whether or not I was quitting. Whether or not I was, I was encountering resistance of sorts. A, uh, or a, a barrier of, uh, that everyone encounters. That's number one. That's narrative number one. Everyone encounters a barrier at some point in trying to pursue something difficult. That's narrative number one. Narrative number two is when you encounter that barrier, you barrel through it like a friggin' football player out of that piece of paper at the beginning of the game in a, in a high school football movie. The piece of paper says, Go Tigers! And you 
burst right through it. And narrative number three, when you don't do that, when you don't barrel through it, like the Kool-Aid man, oh yeah, when you don't barrel through it, you, you're weak and you've given up and you're a quitter and, and nobody likes a quitter. There are these billboards out here with John Wayne on them. I keep seeing this on the way to L.A. There's a billboard with John Wayne on it, and it says something to the effect of, I don't, uh, uh, the, the Duke doesn't like quitters or something like that. I don't much care for quitters or something like that. It's got a picture of the Duke on it. Now, who this is appealing to, I don't know. Who even remembers John Wayne? Seriously. But uh, apparently this is an ad campaign from, a, from something called Grit. And it says Grit at the bottom. What's my point? Grit. The narrative of Grit. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the narrative is, when things get tough, you get tough. Soldier. And you barrel through. Like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I, so, okay, so because I've got that story playing out of my head, when I encounter resistance with the violin, I got a little, uh, I, and I needed to switch, and I genuinely hurt myself. I'm not making things up. I genuinely hurt myself. When I had to switch to a different instrument, changing instruments made me feel a certain amount of uh, weakness. It made me feel like I was giving up. Like I, I didn't have what it takes. I had encountered a limitation. And I allowed that limitation to own me you know, instead of owning the limitation, whatever. And that doesn't fit the narrative of grit. Now, I hate to use the word grit, but it's because of that billboard. God dang that billboard. Because I keep seeing the Duke staring at me. I don't much care for quitters. Right. Okay. So uh, changing my instrument is giving me a bit of that feeling. Uh, but this, again, is not, doesn't have anything to do with the limitation I'm talking about. They're just related. The limitation that I'm actually talking about is learning music theory. And it's related to playing the violin because I wanted to uh, re-immerse immerse myself into music again. I uh, played music when I was in elementary school for uh, probably four years, and uh, it, it meant something to me. In fact, at some point, I remember sitting with my father and saying, Dad, I don't know if I want to be an artist, a writer, or a saxophone player, because I had all three of those things going at once, and I wasn't sure what I should do. And my dad told me, uh, you can't make money at any of those things, so you might as well be all of them. Great advice. Uh, Thanks, Dad. Uh, So... I, uh, music theory is, uh, I'm encountering a mental limitation with learning music theory that I, that I remember very well from mathematics. It's very similar to math. Uh, and also reading philosophical treatises, essays, uh, uh, intellectual essays, and, and, and literature and, and other forms of uh, academic writing. I encountered this in school. many, And so in, in high school, when, we, when things started getting serious, I took AP English and AP other things, and things started getting serious. And then I went to college, and, and things started getting more serious. And then I went to college again, and things got even more serious than that. And if I were to pursue a master's degree, which I always wanted to do, things would get even more serious than that. 
and these papers and these essays and these treatises and these uh, uh, manifestos that you'd have to read in art theory and, uh, and, you know, all of that stuff reminds me of mathematics in a way, in a way, because I, uh, oh, it's going to be a long story. Basically, I didn't do well in math in high school, so when I took the college entrance exams, I didn't do well on that thing. And the SATs especially, I did. My math portion of the SATs was a disaster. Uh, uh, And uh, so I didn't qualify to go into college without taking math again. And I had to start a fundamental math again in college, which is very embarrassing. You wouldn't believe the people in those classes. (laughs) No offense to them because I'm one of them, but come on. What are we doing here? We all know how to add and subtract. We just can't do it formally on a test. To be honest, I can't do it. I really can't. It, it, it isn't part of my, uh, my natural uh, set of uh, gifts uh, to be, to be uh, generous. It's not part of my gift. <clears throat> so I, uh, I had to take rudimentary math again. And I had to start at the very beginning in college... And uh, it was just as, it was actually harder for me after a long break. I don't know, I stopped in geometry in, in high school, so there was, a, there was a long break in between when I tried to do my math again in high school. Um, and I'm coming around to a point. What was it? Jeez. Can't just tell stories with no point. Uh. Oh, I remember, I remember. Because I didn't do well on that test, they told me when I went into school that I would have to take math again. It's in school, starting at the bottom. And when I looked at how many classes it would take to actually graduate, it was something like four, five of them? Five of them. Five math classes. I didn't have to take that many in high school. So I had to take five semesters of math in college. And when I looked at that, I got real depressed. And I put it off. Okay, that's my point. By the time I returned to math in college, it was because I was trying desperately to graduate and I had put it off for, for a long time. And I had to do it all at once. <clears throat> now, for me to do that was very complicated and difficult. And what it meant was I had to sit down every time I had... A, so we'd have a class with a lecture or whatever where they'd explain some sort of... of, of portion of the math, uh, what you need to know about math, some sort of exercise or some sort of theory or some sort of uh, um, operation that we had to learn. And I would take notes and then I would read the book and then I would go home after that because I learned that if you rewrite your notes after you after a lecture, you have a better chance of retention. And retention is with math is not my thing. And my mind is so not tuned to work with math, math or logic or any of those sorts of things that it was very challenging. So I would go home and I would retype my notes and I would combine my notes with notes I took from the book. And then I would take what I had rewritten and I would rewrite it again in language that I thought I could understand better. And then I would try to work out new problems using the information I had just learned. Basically, what I'm telling you is I did like three times the work so that I could retain the thing that I, that I was supposed to retain. So in order for me to get through five semesters of college math, um, which was really elementary and middle school math, sorry. Uh, in another country, I think four-year-olds probably do these things. 
Uh, in order for me to get through that, it was a lot of note-taking. Because I hit a wall of my own mental limitations. And I'm not saying that I'm not intelligent. I guess I'm saying that I'm not this particular topic in, in learning this particular kind of thing is a lim- I have a limitation. There's a wall there. There's a barrier there. And, and I'm telling you, I Kool-Aid manned math as much as I could. I did not chicken out. I didn't, I didn't do it half-assed. I put every little bit of effort I could put into it. And what I ended up with was a very, very rudimentary understanding for probably five minutes which was long enough for me to pull a C on the test. Now, I was doing A-plus level work and getting Cs. And that just, so, I don't know, that shows me something. What was, that is a long story to say that encountering music theory and trying to learn music theory has been a lot like that for me. And thankfully, with music theory, there is a, there is a, a, I guess a a, a reward at the end that is better than the math reward. The math reward was, hey, you get to graduate college in shame because you took rudimentary math in college. With music theory, I'm I'm hoping to learn to play music. And I, you know, just the same as with math, I understand that if you line up certain numbers a certain way and you add them down, or if you carry the three or whatever, or if you cross off the ten and make it a nine and put the one in the other column. I know all that stuff. You end up with a result. But my real issue was understanding. I I need to understand in order to retain. And I don't know if everybody's like this. I think we probably all are like this, but maybe retention with certain topics is easier for some people. Some people have a math and science brain, uh, and I do not have that. And music theory, unfortunately, is turning out to be a lot like math. There are a lot of things that I consider to be arbitrary. And of course they work out. Just like when you put the, the numbers in the right columns and you add down or subtract down, you end up with a result. But I still don't understand, if you put a bunch of beans on the counter, how I'm supposed to work that problem out with the beans. Is that a good analogy? Because the music theory is the same way. There is a mathematical portion to it. There is a putting, aligning the numbers in a column and adding down portion to it, which is basically like the teacher just saying, look, just memorize this table, okay? And you'll be fine. And I can do that, okay? I already memorized the the music theory portion of the table, you know? Uh, Every great beast dies free. I I know all that, Okay? But it doesn't necessarily help you to, un- or help me, to understand how music theory works, how music works, how uh, dividing a string in half or quarters or, uh, or eighths or whatever creates the, no- the note system that we've, we've established. And it's, it's amazing people in the Middle Ages could do things with that we can't do today. Because it just, they made up this whole system and then people just now explaining how it works with physics. Ugh, because we need the physics at this point, in order to accept anything. I love that. In the Middle Ages, they were like, well, you see how God ordered the universe. And, and so, in, in terms of eights and thirds, it's amazing. And everybody would come up, oh, that's mystical. But now we need physics to explain it. Physics is modern mysticism. I'm, I'm on that topic 
relentlessly. Sorry, it just bugs me. <sighs> Sorry, I'm off point. Uh, uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to be able to finish this. Music theory, uh, it's difficult. And it's a lot like math. And I'm encountering a place where uh, I am taking uh, lots of notes, uh, uh, copious amounts of note-taking, and a lot of banging and a lot of Kool-Aid manning the, uh, the wall here, and I'm not getting through. And I'm wondering, do we do that forever? Do we continue to bang on that wall forever, or do we give up at some point? And is giving up shameful when you've hit a wall of your own limitations? I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Do I have a limitation here, or is it just going to be more banging my head against that wall until the cracks appear? I don't know. It's frustrating, though. And it is, uh, it doesn't fit the narrative that, that uh, hard work and determination always conquers all. Like love conquers all. I'm not sure that it does. I desperately wanted to get through my math classes, so I banged myself against that wall until there were cracks. But I didn't get all the way through that wall. Uh, I didn't. I did not get through like the Kool-Aid man. I, uh, if, if the analogy holds and I'm the Kool-Aid man, I basically broke my handle off the side trying to get through that wall. I may, I cracked the wall, but I cracked me too. And I only got C's, and I don't feel like a great sense of triumph getting through that particular ordeal. Yes, I graduated. Yes, I made it through all five of those classes. I didn't, I didn't fail, and I would have failed if I hadn't done all that work. Most frustrating part of all, to do all that work and, and, only, and only achieve a certain amount. Uh, but I didn't fail. And I, I guess there's pride in that. Or the inevitable... Well, there was no choice, right? I had to get through college, so I couldn't fail. But I certainly did not uh, soar like a bird over that wall. Uh, music theory feels a little bit like math to me in that way. And I'm not sure... Uh, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to get something, I'm more out of it than math, even if I'm only a C student, I'm going to get more out of music theory than math. Because with math, the problem, you know, they never give you a practical thing that you're going to learn. Uh, you know, Common Core has solved some of this. I noticed, I've, I've had some contact with Common Core math, and they've, they've improved. Uh, the way that it's taught isn't really so much about... Uh, 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 you know, being told what to do, exactly how to do it. It's more about thinking, and that's probably what I needed. And that's what I need to get through music theory as well. I may have to come back to this topic. I'm running out of time. Uh, because with a with a math, the practicality of it was usually, you know, there is a train going to train going here, train go to, this train's going to Jersey and this train's going to the Upper West Side and I'm trying to get to Queens and I don't, I don't want any of these trains and I don't know how this helps me, is how I felt about math, but with, the, with music theory, at least at the end, I want to be able to exercise uh, an art form that requires this sort of uh, understanding of the, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the mechanics of the... Um, 
well, not beyond the mechanics, the, uh, the, the workings of the universe, uh, are wrapped up in, somebody figured out the workings of the universe in terms of music, and I need to learn that in order to apply the mechanical part to, uh, an artful, uh, expression. Is that right? Um, I'll come back to this topic. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose my own thought. Anyway, encountering a wall of limitations. Uh, I don't know who's going to pay for this wall. Um, and wondering if, if it's always going to be there. If, if one can burst through a wall or soar over a wall. Or if sometimes there are just walls you can't cross. And, and whether or not that needs to be okay. Or whether or not you just need to get halfway up the wall sometimes. Um, and then, and then, you know, uh, uh, set up yourself a little hanging, uh, uh, base so you can sleep for the night and then climb back down. <laughs> if that, if that metaphor holds. Okay. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, okay. This is Leonard Angelo.